Welcome to Arch Rivals Football. Here is your starting lineup. Number 20, Darnell the Playmaker Sallings. Number 94, Alex the Bearman Alcazaz. Number 24, Ricky Litwinkowicz. This show is sponsored by Raz Energy, DreamController.com, and Steiner Sports. Arch Rivals Football is a pain train pipe bomb production. Welcome everybody to a, another Saturday edition of Arch Rivals Football here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. I am here with the boys, Darnell the Playmaker Salins, and the Bearman, who's currently on the road as we speak. What is up, boys? Well, What's I just good? arrived at the TCU campus, so. That game going to be over by house. I hope you know that. Yeah, but, you know, the party starts in 20 minutes, so that's why we got here early. For the, for I'm the just saying, you, you, can, you go party at TCU. And at halftime, you leave because it's going to be over by halftime. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. That sounds like a proverbial burn. They ain't playing no about it. Hey, how's it I got going? The, I got the smartest TCU fan right here, guys. What's up? What's good? We got, this Steve, guy. we got Steven Waldman watching us on YouTube right now. Steve, what's going on? And John right here, he's a loyal he's a loyal listener of Paint Train Pipe Bomb, and he's he's our newest our tribals listener too. Well, so I had the uh, unfortunate uh, week of being in the uh, in the hospital, so I don't know if everybody missed me from Tuesday, but uh, I will tell you though I have been kind of keeping up on the NFL as we were uh, laying around and doing nothing. Uh, there was some um, actual stuff going on this week, and I'm really pretty surprised on some of the news that I heard. I'll give you guys the input on my opinion of uh, Cam being uh, booted to the wayside by uh, Mr. Bill Belichick. Um, but uh, there were some moves to, uh, this week already. Uh, the news of Jarrell Casey of the Tennessee Titans retiring is one of those big things. What's your opinion on that? Don't all jump at once. Did we lose everybody? Nah. Okay. He had a good career. You know, most of it was in Tennessee. Played great as a D lineman. Um, we'll see if he can get in the Hall of Fame, but I don't know. So that was that was one of the things that I did read. Um, let me see here if I can go back to some of my notes. Because, you know, those are uh, kind of viable. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Because there's just a lot apparently going on in the NFL. Um, here's one question I'm going to start off the show with a little bit. Um, and then we'll, we'll kind of progress through it. Uh, if you could do the NFL draft all over again and had the choice, would you then, as the Washington football team pick um Justin Herbert over over Chase 
Hmm. I would definitely take it into consideration because the problem with the Washington football team for a long time is, you know, at least for several years, has been a problem with the quarterback position. So if you have a chance to go with Justin Herbert, you go for it. But the problem is when the, the last time the Washington football team drafted what could have been a franchise quarterback in Robert Griffin III, we all know how that went. Darnell? I can't mm, I, I can't say Washington made a bad pick. I can't. Chase John is, is proving why he went where he went. I mean, one of the reasons why Cam Newton got booted by Bill Belichick, you brought it up, you brought it to my attention. Chase Young was killing him in preseason. Yeah. Well, fellas, my friend, my friend actually has a, has something to say about the situation. So, John, enlighten us, brother. Yes, John. Welcome, uh, welcome to Arch Rivals Football, by the way. Thank you. So, John, do you think the uh, Washington football team made the right choice by going with Chase Young, or should they have gone Justin Herbert? Um, I think. Yeah. I think they. Sh I think I agree with that. Okay. So you agree they should have gone with Chase Young? Yeah. Okay. So go with so deep. So go with defense to build the defense. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, John. Okay. Next up on my list of things uh, for the show today, as uh, Mr. Antonio Medina has uh, joined in and says Washington sucks. Um. We do. <laughs> we'll, we'll try to we'll try to get some of the comments in from our viewers as we go out throughout the show. Um, Saquon Barkley, as we uh, start up on uh, Thursday with the regular season of the NFL 2021, could be limited for action in Week One against the Denver Broncos. Your uh, comments on that? Well, Saquon Barkley. Uh... He's still recovering from injuries he sustained last year, didn't he? Yes, but uh, he has uh, kind of fully recovered. He has not played in one preseason game yet this year. So okay. at that point right now, that's pretty much like it, it, it's almost running along the lines with Dak because they both have not played a snap in the preseason. They are just coming back off of the injuries. So that's kind of a uh, a huge deal, so to speak. Um, ten minutes will be done. I, I I don't know. Like, what do what do you, what do you guys think? Uh, are the Giants smart for uh, easing Barkley back in? I think so because the game against Denver, there's no doubt in my mind the Giants are definitely the favorite to win. And because Saquon Barkley has such a future with the uh, with the Giants and the injury history, the Giants are trying to erase all the risks of him getting hurt again, especially when it's the franchise player. You don't want to you don't want to take the chance of aggravation because aggravation leads to even worse injuries, which takes even longer time to recover. And truth be told, you might not even be able to recover. So, so it is what it is, but you know, the giants, in my opinion, they're the favorites to win the NFCs because of their great free agency and their great draft as much as it pains me to say that. But, but I still think even without Saquon Barkley, the running game might still have a bit of limits, but I still think they'll, they'll beat Denver. Darnell, I'll shoot this one over to you now. Well, who are they playing again? Denver. Mm, do you want to bring Saquon Barkley back knowing against that Broncos defense? That's, I mean. And plus, we, we're talking about what? A knee injury at that too? This is also, I believe, his second uh, knee injury, whether it was ACL, MCL, or PCL. 
Uh, so you're not looking at uh, pretty much, I would probably say, the strongest, most durable running back in the game. That's but, kind of the way I'm kind of looking at it right now. I mean, you can say it like that, but, you know, it, it's, it's hard because D brings Hickron Barkley back against the Broncos defense. And Dallas case, do you really want to play that Prescott against the Super Bowl champions knowing they bring it back all 22 starters? What's the, I mean, what, all what, what, 22 starters? Okay, so – I really didn't get a chance to talk about this on Tuesday because uh, I was uh, unavailable. I hate to say it. You're going to – Dak is going to have to feel the heat at some point. And, unfortunately, it's going to be against the Super Bowl champions. However, my question about Thursday night is, what is the status of the Dallas offensive line? If that Dallas offensive line is fully healthy – Dak may not have to worry. If they can start the running game, I mean, if they can get Zeke going, which uh, Tampa did have a little bit of a soft spot against the run game last year, that may be also something you take off of, of Dak and have a, uh, a little bit of an easier run for him. Let's not, let's, let's not just say Dak is getting thrown under the bus week one. On on Barkley's side, though, that was one of the things that kind of was the kind of the, the, the painkiller, so to speak, for the Giants last year. Because when they didn't have um, Saquon last year, their running game was halfway decent. Although they don't have the running backs that they had last year. Um, but I think the key to that's all going to be the running game. And if you're going to try to put a heavy load on... Saquon early, that could possibly get him re-injured again. That's why I'm kind of looking at it. We also have a question from Nisi. What are you wearing? <laughs> that is not a question. <laughs> uh, we also have a uh, comment. Sam Darnold is going to rip the Jets on the field with at least 300 yards passing to win game one. So apparently um, the schedule has uh, Carolina and the Jets week one. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of rough. I mean, um, we'll, we'll definitely be getting into the schedule on um, next week's show. Uh, we do have the uh, coverage for Thursday's night ga- Thursday night's game coming up on Tuesday. So, uh, Bear Man, make sure you have your stats ready for uh, Big D. Um, let's see. There was also a trade in the NFL this week. Um, actually, you know what? Skip that. I want to go to this article here. Uh, the realistic landing spots for wide receiver, John Brown. I'm going to run the teams past you guys and you tell me whether they, uh, have any fits to them. Number one on this list just so happens to be my team, the uh, New England Patriots. Uh, reason being is that they say here, Julian Edelman era is obviously over, and the Patriots also placed Nikhil Harry on the injured reserve with the shoulder injury this week. 
have one of the most accomplished tight end duos in the NFL, and rookie Mac Jones, uh, Mac Jones could use all the help he can get. Any comments on him possibly going to the Pats? Matt Jones can use all the help he can get, really? Uh, that's what they're saying in the article, and I'm saying this article quote as of the... Uh, but but Tom Brady, can use, Tom Brady can use all the help he can get. Cam Newton can use all the help he can get. It's a new era. But Matt Jones needs all the help he can get. Listen, I don't write the articles. I just read them to everybody, and uh, that's how we kind of go with that. I'm just saying, you, you, you know, you see how ridiculous that sounds, though, right? Yeah. By the way, Alabama is now up 27 nothing on Miami. Just, just throw that little, that little college tidbit out there. And also in Austin, Texas, Louisiana got the first points on the board, 3 nothing over the Longhorns. Next team on the uh, the John Brown listing is the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, it says rookie first-round pick Rashad Bateman and young depth receiver Miles Boykin are both on short-term injured reserve for the Ravens. Um, could use another proven pass catcher to work with Marquise Brown, Sammy Watkins, and Devin DuVernay. Any... Uh, Opinions on him going to maybe Baltimore. He can go to Baltimore. We don't know when we're going to see the rookie wide receiver from Minnesota. I mean, and then we know the history with Sammy Watkins. He can't stay healthy for a very small, for much long. Yeah, Lamar Jackson might need another target. Next on the list would be the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, T.Y. Hilton went on the uh, IR uh, this past week. Uh, that would have uh, Carson Wentz throwing him the ball. Uh, they also do have receivers as of uh, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Paris Campbell, and possibly uh, maybe John Brown filling in for uh, Mr. T.Y. for a little while. Not having T.Y. to start the season for the first four games could be some problematic for Carson Wentz. And by the way, you're playing the Seattle Seahawks out the gate. Okay. So you might want to have a threat downfield. Next on the list would be the uh, Washington football team. Uh, top Washington receiver Terry McLaurin has superstar potential, but isn't much else left on, that, on the outside of the offense. Newcomers Adam Humphreys and Curtis Samuel are better suited for the slot. And uh, they surprisingly moved on from uh, Kelvin Harmon this summer. So uh, why not take a shot on the uh, John Brown thing? Mm, Washington. Well, you Terry would have, you, would, up and coming. You, you would have Ryan Fitzpatrick there. Yes, you do get Ryan Fitzpatrick there. Yes. Bearman, what do you, what do you think of Washington picking up John Brown? Well, if there's the opportunity of picking up a wide receiver, then you might as well take it because it's it's essential to have a unique list and depth of wide receivers on your team. And sorry, guys, the receptions here are so bad, I might be losing y'all. But yeah, <laughs> it's always good to know that we get to see up your nose when you go closer to the phone. By the way, thank you. <laughs> 
Don't worry, it's clean. I cleaned it. Okay, good. Uh, next up on the list would be the uh, Green Bay Packers, which is kind of an interesting little swerve to this whole ordeal. Um, I, in my opinion, probably making Aaron Rodgers a uh, happy camper uh, by adding this because then he'd have another receiver to throw to besides uh, Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, they also did... Re- uh, uh, it says also here, yet to prove uh, he could be consistently repo- uh, repl- relied on. And uh, Alan Lazard nor Randall Cobb is the answer for the particular role. Could you see John Brown going to Green Bay? What you mean, Randall Cobb was part of Green Bay? Okay. Yes, but they, are, but they are not seeing him as a viable option from his uh, production fall off the last two, three years. Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb has a great relationship. Trust me. Randall Cobb will see the football. Trust me. So would you still say John Brown could be a possibility to go to Green Bay? Uh, no. No. Uh, this one here I find as a uh, the ultimate swerve. The Chicago Bears... Uh, Bears moved on from both Anthony Miller and Riley Ridley this summer, leaving Allen Robinson on the bit of an island, uh, hoping that 2020 fifth-round pick selection Darnell Mooney can show or continue to flourish. But Brown has a different skill set than both Robinson and Mooney and probably would become the number three option. Would you kind of agree with that one? So all of that you just said, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to tie everything together, okay? And everybody wants Justin Seals to play week one? Yeah, I, I'm I'm not feeling the uh, the the, the uh, that option. What you just said, right? Who they got rid of? Anthony Miller and Riley Ridley. And you leaning on Allen Robinson? Darnell Mooney? Oh, it's Mr. Alex. Mr. Alex, welcome back. My my apologies. Thank you. I got an invite from a friend of yours. I ain't forget. I I got an invite from a friend of yours, so I figured. I ain't forget. Trust me, I didn't forget. So we're we're currently talking about the topic of teams that John Brown, formerly of the Vegas Raiders, could go to. And Alex, I actually would like your opinion on this one. Could Mister John Brown end up on the Atlanta Falcons? He could. I mean, they got a lot of speed at receiver already between Calvin Ridley and Pitts, but I, I know he's technically a tight end, but that, that that's a wide receiver in a tight end's body. Um, I don't know where he's going to fit in, though, because Russell Gage is the number two now. Falcons could work. He can't go to the Panthers. He can't go to the Bucks. Uh, the Saints could use him. Well, we've gone over lists of teams like uh, the Green Bay Packers, the Chicago Bears. No. Um, we got here as well uh, Washington. Yeah. The Colts. The, yeah. The Ravens. No, he was already a Raven. It didn't work. And they also the one of the teams on there was the Pats. Uh, I, I I'm not really gonna. 
reach on that one. But here's the interesting team, and this is where I think this could uh, probably, in my opinion, be the best fit for him. The Seattle Seahawks. I want to be Tyler Lockett. Well, it would give Russell a little bit uh, uh, another option uh, deep threat, wouldn't it? And and in fairness, in fairness, is already In fairness, could Russell use another weapon? Probably. But for me personally, hell no, he ain't going to goddamn see. Okay. He could use the weapon, but look at the lot he's already got. Guys, look at the they get Carson, Penny, and and Dallas, DJ Dallas at the running back. You really? Oh, and Eskridge is the number three. You really don't have any room on Seattle. So pretty much. No so pretty much, it would be a crapshoot to see where he would be going, though. At this point. Well, we're getting we losing. We're losing Alex. Yeah, we're losing everybody today. Oh, all right. Breaking news: The Texas Longhorn has just scored a touchdown. Not you. You Let me see what I got here. Um, this should be a good one in top. A top 25 match between them and uh, Louisiana. 7-3 Longhorns. All right, so I did find the uh, the trade news. It was Seahawks and Steelers making a trade. Uh, and Kilo Witherspoon got traded to the Steelers from the Seahawks for a 2023. For yeah. For a 2023 fifth-round draft pick. So it looks like... Uh, Seattle gave up a little bit of defense because they low on secondary. Yeah. So okay, so Pittsburgh added another piece to the defense. I mean, what does he fit in the defense? That's my question. Well, I, defense I, I'm wasn't a, the issue. Yeah, I think offensively it was, was yes, more the issue last year. He's good, bro. Yeah. He, well, after Bud Dupree went down, it was. It was that offensive line that's the issue. Bro, that offensive line's a work in progress. Tomlin told me so because he got pissed at the fucking Hall of Fame game whenever I asked him. Yeah, defense it hasn't been the issue. It's the offensive line. Okay. I mean, he's good, but you already you already have a good defense. It's not what you needed. You need an offensive line. We do have a comment that says here, don't count out Buffalo on the uh, John Brown. Uh, He's already been in Buffalo. Smokey got replaced by Gabriel Davis. Smokey John Brown. Oh, hold on. What, what school did and Gabriel Davis, Davis came from? Gabriel Davis is a UCF knight. Exactly. Bro, Buffalo's not going to touch him. Baltimore's not going to touch him. And I'm surprised the Raiders got rid of him. It's John Groom. He oh, it's John Groom. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, so here's another thing, and this is where I love the fact that we can get the analysis on this. 
Obviously, Tuesday, 4 p.m., we had all the cuts for the NFL. There were a lot of key ones that were out there. And I have a listing of the top eight free agents that are left out on the market currently. This one here is kind of the toss-up. I've already gotten Darnell's opinion on this one. So, uh, Alex, this will be you'll be lead off on this. Number eight on the list would be running back Mr. Todd Gurley at the age of 27. Bad knees. It derailed his career. If he had one healthy knee, I could see teams clamoring for him. But two bad knees, you're a liability in the NFL. If you were to pick a spot where he could be part of, let's say, like a uh, three-headed monster, where would you have him going, though? The perfect spot would have been Baltimore, but they already tried him out and they said no. Um, if I have to pick a spot, even with the injury to J.K. Dobbins now, well, that's what I was thinking. If if they were going to give him another try, it would probably be now because Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and uh, Taysom Williams. I I don't know if that's going to be able to get the job done. But uh, all BS aside, Detroit. Actually, that would be actually a pretty good fit because then you'd reunite him with Jared Goff at least. <laughs> y'all, y'all really making y'all really make y'all something interesting here. You know? Well, I Jared Goff already gonna get his ass when he come back to LA. But you know, what, it's though, already a done but, deal. But as a duo, they actually do have a little bit of chemistry with each other. So it technically really wouldn't be a bad fit. Bring back all the former LA Rams to Detroit so they can come back to LA and get stomped. Okay. We have the comment of uh, Gurley's going to probably be signed during the season if a contender loses a running back to an injury. So he could. We are at that sign. point. Baltimore. That's why I brought up Baltimore. They're a contender. They lost their running back. No. Baltimore would be the best fit right now. Well, is that also for the fact being that uh, they're still try to they're still trying to figure out what kind of offensive set they're going to put uh, the quarterback in? What do you mean? That's Lamar's team. Yes, but they were also trying to sit sit there and try to figure it out where they could fix the system in order to make him a little bit of a better uh, pocket passer. I believe it was. What in the system? He didn't have the weapons. You know, I get sick and tired of people trying to say that Lamar Jackson is a running back when, A, he threw the most touchdown passes in 2019, B, he has more touchdown passes than Josh Allen, and C, you try to work with what he had, and now that he has weapons, everybody's like, we figured out Lamar, we figured out Lamar, shut the hell up. I mean, come on. Josh Allen has weapons. Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis. They got two tight ends he can throw to. They had weapons. Lamar didn't have no weapons. You can't depend on Sammy Watkins, just like Todd Gurley. You got to be on be able to be on the field. And you know Hollywood Brown, he he's he's inconsistent all of a sudden ever since he got to Baltimore. I don't even know what happened to him. He got to the NFL and forgot how to catch the ball. Next up on the weapons. Well, let's let's, speaking of weapons, defensive weapons, in a way, uh, number seven on the list is defensive back. Ha ha Clinton Dix. 
who was just recently released from the uh, San Francisco 49ers this past Tuesday. Any that's uh, a tough one. That's any a tough uh, choices for where he may go? That's a tough one. How high Clinton Dix? I mean, you was good in Green Bay. You went to Dallas. You went to Dallas, and yeah, I don't think I don't think that went so well. And then you just got released by the Forty Niners. I don't know. I don't know about how high Clinton is right now. I, I really don't. You should have never left Chicago, and the fact that. Dallas cut you? Dallas cut you. Think about that. A team whose whose defense is Swiss cheese pathetic cut you. It's time to reanalyze your career and go to a, a soft AFC team that desperately needs your help. Well, I'm going to throw out two suggestions for you guys, and you let me know if he probably would be the best fits there. First one, and Alex, this is more up your, your, your line because you know that uh, AFC part of the divisions, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Perfect fit. Perfect fit. They traded Sidney Jones to Seattle, hence the reason why they got rid of Washington for a draft pick from Pittsburgh. And uh, Jacksonville's thin at the secondary. They could use some experience at safety and corner, especially with the schedule that they have. That's a perfect fit. And what would you say about the Cleveland Browns? Hell no. Cleveland Browns are already loaded in secondary. Yeah, he's getting cut again. Two of my former secondaries are in that secondary. Isn't Hill there now? Yes. So So, Hill's over there. And and John Johnson's over there. And John Johnson. So, yeah, no. Jacksonville, that was a hit. Uh, Cleveland, that's a swing and a miss. If he's smart, he could go to Tennessee. Oh, Lord. Oh man, that might be what they missing. That might be what they missing. They, they the D line's good. They got started linebackers. The secondary is lit up in the air right now. Well, let me let me ask now. We're 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 back on the to the uh, the Titans spot. Now that Jarrell Casey has gone, is that defensive uh, front line still as strong? If you do add Aha Clintonex. Playmaker, you take this one. Well, before before Jarrell Casey retired, you did sound Davion Clowney, so you got somebody on the edge. You know, Tennessee D line is not it's not weak because Jarrell Casey left. I mean, they still stout. I mean, it was the secondary because them guys were too handsy when they didn't need to be. Look, look, you can't lose a Dory Jackson and Malcolm Butler and say you're going to be contention. You're a playoff team, and that's it. Go on. That's it. You're not in any Super Bowl because if I'm any team facing the Tennessee Titans, I'm throwing 15 to 20 yards every play I get the chance because your defense is, A, going to let them loose, or, B, you're going to get a personal foul pass interference penalty. That secondary of the Tennessee Titans is trash. Okay. Um, well, here's my little input. Uh, I really don't think the, the Titans losing Malcolm Butler is really a big deal. And I and it's just for the fact being and I'll and I'll say it this way, okay? If once he left New England that his production was really good, 
for, throughout his entire tenure there, I would say it would be a big loss. But the one year, the, the first year he was with Tennessee, his numbers were toward the bottom of every statistical category for secondary players in the NFL. So I'm really not going to say that Malcolm Butler was a really big loss for them. However, I really would say Dix would be a more of an upgrade over Butler um, than really any and, and anything else to uh, that level. I'm, I'm, let me keep it real here. I didn't even know about Malcolm Butler until he made that play in the goddamn Super Bowl. Amen. That's the only time you ever heard from Michael Bowler. Because they wanted to throw the ball instead of giving the Marshawn Lynch. And he happened to be the one to make the play. You know why? Because he was on the Patriots. And what's the hey. great thing about the Patriots? They study details. Hey, hey, guys. Let me be completely honest with you before I go, go and handle business. I'll be back in a minute or two. Um, typical football move. Football player nobody heard of. Makes a move. Gets a bag. Gets traded. Plays like garbage. We've never heard that before. Oh, it's an ongoing theme. That's an ongoing theme with that. So I'm not. Uh, I again, like I don't see the Malcolm Butler thing as a uh, as a huge loss. Uh, next up would be edge rusher Ifidi Ogundembo, formerly of the New York Giants. Pass rush is usually a big thing, isn't it, D? If you got him. Because one of the great things to stop a great quarterback, get pressure on him. Well, his stats, <laughs> his, his stats of recent, uh, he's only made 15 career starts. However, over the past two seasons between the Vikings and the Giants, has produced 10 and a half sacks and 44 quarterback pressures. Get pressure on a quarterback. If you can get pressure on a quarterback, you have a shot. But if you were to pick the two teams that I'm going to mention to you, which of the two teams do you think, knowing those numbers possibly could increase, would you pick? The Minnesota Vikings or the L.A. Raiders? Raiders. Raiders. Because the Raiders the Raiders are now— The Raiders can put up points, but they give up more points. That's the problem. And the problem is you you have quarterbacks singing back there who can stand there and throw balls deep because they know they're not going to get pressure and the secondary can't hold up for more than three seconds. Defense is usually some of the things that wins games, I would think. And uh, that would be very uh, big on the increase if they got a more pass rush. Um, and I really, like, I before I go into Tuesday's show, like, I'll go over all of the rosters and everything and – you know, uh, losses and additions, but the, that's one of the, actually, I hate to say it, but the Raiders secondary has been part of the issue as well with them giving up a lot of points. So I'm hoping and praying at some point that they kind of have upgraded that secondary. So no pass rush and not a good secondary. Because what? A lot of points given up. Exactly. Next up on the list would be defensive tackle Mike Daniels, formerly of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he was with the uh, Green Bay Packers for seven seasons, Pro Bowler in 2017. Had stints with the uh, Lions and Bengals. 32 years old and still uh, could be a very big impact to a defensive front. 
teams listed as the best fits would be Green Bay or Houston. Go back home. Go back home. Let's go back home, man. Let's buffer that D-line even more. Did I... You got a good D-line. You got you got a good secondary. Let's add to it. Let's add to it. All right. We still have uh, Alabama up 27-0. Penn State won 16-10 over Wisconsin. Uh, I believe number one Oregon was losing at last look. As of right now, last time I looked, it was a tie game with Oregon and, and uh, Fresno State. It's been a good game for it. You can't sleep on Fresno State. Fresno State is one of them good before our team that you can't sleep on. Just like a UCF or Boise State, you know, type of those teams. So it's a good game going on right now. Miami has no offense whatsoever. They don't Derrick have any defense King. whatsoever. Derrick King's only thrown for 53 yards, and you almost at halftime right now. Wow. That's so that crazy. Alabama defense is doing their job. So as I'm sitting here watching the college game, because I don't normally watch college, the receiver fell over and they threw a pass interference penalty on the defensive back for Alabama. He legit tripped over his own feet. And the freaking defensive player hey, is uh, getting I'm, flagged. All I can say is this. Miami wasn't ready for this. Miami's wasn't ready for this. I'm, it's the reason why Alabama is Alabama. All right. Let's talk some offensive line because we love offensive line. We love those uh, hog mollies, the guys in the trenches. Former center of the Baltimore Ravens, Matt Skura. He apparently uh, landed with the Ra- with the Ravens before playing for the Dolphins. Started 12 games in 2020, allowed a single sack. Choices of best fits for him, the Houston Texans. Or the Atlanta Falcons? Falcons. Go to the Falcons. You have a stable quarterback, even though a lot of people don't believe in him. You have a stable quarterback. You got weapons for receiver. We do not know what the hell is going on in Houston. The phrase Houston rehab a problem has been like that since the offseason. And it has not been fixed yet. Well, we still don't know what the uh, status of Deshaun Watson is. Is that correct? They are keeping Deshaun Watson. He does not going to play. So, in other words, he's going to be uh, riding the bench and Tyrod Taylor is uh, the starter? Is that, is that pretty much the way that they're leaning? That's pretty much. That's where, that's where it's heading it. Miami kicks a 27-yard field goal. They're only down by 24. No. Houston, yeah. Nobody wants to go to Houston right now. Nobody wants to go to Houston. Well, at this point right now, like, they pretty much gutted their entire team. So, if you're actually looking for maybe a minimal payday, Houston may be an option. Is that possible? To deal with the mess that you're going to deal with in Houston? Not worth it. Another player. This is a very interesting thing. Uh, Oh, and the update on the... uh, center for uh, Mr. Skura is that the Giants are expected to sign him to the practice squad. So a starting NFL center to the uh, practice squad for the New York Giants. Possibly. Um, Number three on the list is offensive tackle Rick Wagner, formerly of the uh, Green Bay Packers. 
Uh, suggested places for him would be Green Bay or Chicago. That don't even matter at this point. It don't even matter. One of the uh, top offensive linemen that were out on the list at the tender age of 32, Pro Bowler in 2020, well, first team All Pro 2018, offensive tackle Mitchell Schwartz, formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs, 134 starts to his resume, uh, best fits Kansas City or Pittsburgh. That's a toss-up. Flip a coin. I'll say flip a coin. Let's pick. You can protect, you know, Patrick Mahomes. You can protect Ben Ben. I mean, flip a coin. Finally, the, the, the topic that everybody has been waiting for me to hear about. Cam Newton. Believe it or not, is listed as the number one top free agent left out on the market. Uh, so, you know, me and Bearman got into that, you know, on Tuesday. So I think this one, you get to take the floor on this. Cam Newton. Cam, Cam Newton. I'm getting a little, I'm, I'm getting a little chilly on this one. So just bear with me on this. Two seasons on the New England Patriots. Technically. Year one, started out okay, got the uh, global bastard, and uh, ended up sitting for the catastrophe against the Denver Broncos. Horrible. Well, actually, no, I'm sorry. I believe it was the Kansas City Chiefs. My bad. With Stidham and Brian Hoyer as the quarterbacks. Obviously, that did not work out well with no cam. He was playing well through the beginning of that season. However, for some reason, uh, that time off that he had really just tailspun whatever was going on with Cam uh, the beginning of the uh, global bastard season. Then we experience preseason game one against the Washington football team. First drive, Chase Young annihilates him legitimately annihilate him. Cam is usually a little bit better knowing where the pressures are. And I kind of see that the way that that whole thing went was not a great deal. Cam did not play well in the preseason. I, th- I believe maybe out of all the drives that Cam had, three drives were probably good ones as it went along. His throwing motion is horrible. I'll come out and say that. Um, last week when we spoke about uh, Cam and he had that one great year and everything else was either 500 or subpar. No matter what weapons you put around Cam, I don't believe Cam is Cam. He had one great season at 15-1. and one, Super Bowl... I think the Super Bowl kind of torched him, losing to the Denver Broncos and getting smoked. Cam signing on anywhere, is he's going to be a backup. And I don't think Cam is going to be happy as a backup. So uh, the same way I'm kind of seeing with maybe Todd Gurley, 
is going to be the same way you're going to see with Cam. Cam's going to sit around the entire season waiting for an injury to happen, and then he'll sign on somewhere, and he'll be that that stopgap. Has he got any real left potential in the NFL? I sincerely doubt it. I sincerely doubt it. And that's my look on Cam. Cam is Cam may be a a stopgap. That is about it. So, damn, got cut by Belichick for a Ricky. I, I again, like as many times as you want to go and look at preseason, which again the games really don't mean anything because you're not playing against starters for a full sixty minutes. Uh, it's just, it, it's just getting your body adjusted to the NFL setup more than anything else. You're not, you're not, you're not playing full speed the same way you are now, uh, coming into an 18 week season. Sorry. That's just not like, it doesn't cut it. But if you're showing potential, the way guys have been in practice, a lot of the rookies, and there's a lot of great rookies that are probably coming into the NFL and probably will make a dent into certain things. But if you see somebody like Mac Jones outperforming somebody like that, you're going to probably go with it. Is Mac Jones going to have a great season to be determined? Is he going to have his bumps in the road? Hell yes. He's going to have some potholes. But he's going to go through a, a learning experience like no other because of that coaching tree that's there in New England. He has no expectations. Exactly. No expectations. Exactly the point. He's Is he going to have a long season? Yeah, I'll say he's going to have a long season, though. But it's not like he's not walking into a, a situation uh, like Cam last year who didn't have anything but running back talent. You're, you literally have surrounded Mac Jones with some quality receivers, not number ones, a bunch of twos and threes, but you also gave him two of the best tight ends in the game at this point. And that'll be a well, look at that for him. Look at that running game. He's protected by that running game. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, who I'm trying to tell people, draft him late. You don't draft him, and he goes off week one, week two, you're going to be mad as hell. I'm telling you now. Pick him up. If he's got to be your last damn running back or your last pick, pick him up because he's not going to be there week three. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, y'all forget that he still has James White and J.J. Taylor. As you mentioned, he's going to have the security blankets of Linus. He's got John Lou Smith and Hunter Henry, and he's got Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar at the wide receiver position. He doesn't have to make it to the playoffs. Hell, if they make it to the playoffs, that's a bonus. They're building for the future. And also the other thing that I, I can actually kind of grasp on, and this is one of the things because we were talking about some of the free agents that are left out on the market where we're top where some of the top offensive linemen in the NFL at some points, um, like Mitchell Schwartz, who just got released by the Kansas City Chiefs. That offensive line is not as bad as everybody thinks it is. And you got starters returning from the, uh, quote, COVID. Co yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but I'll allow you to say it, Alex. Um, but, yeah, you have guys coming back from that, that, that list. That offensive line is going to be pretty decent. So, I believe that offensive line in New England is top 15. Which is one of the things where, that I kind of said, the, the, my question mark for Thursday, um, and I'll get more into that on uh, Tuesday when we go to pick the game. 
is the health of the Dallas offensive line. Like, that's going to be the key for everything. Everybody's offensive lines have to be healthy that beginning of the season in order for anything to work whatsoever. Um, Sir, before I go back to work, I just want to mention two things. You're talking about the offensive line. I'm talking about Dak. Now, Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins played a combined two games together in 2020. Uh, Dak Prescott was going to shatter records with the way he was throwing the football, averaging 371 yards a game before he went down with his ankle injury. So you're telling me you're going to have a 6-10 and 10 team open up the season against the defending champions with that nasty, savage Tampa Bay defense who's thirsty to hit a quarterback? If Dak makes it out of week one uninjured, he wins. Regardless of the Cow- – Cowboys are losing the game. All right, to hell with that. If Dak makes it out that game uninjured, he wins. That, but I, 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 again, I just, I just wanted to leave that possibility out there before, like, we automatically just, we just demolished the, the Cowboys week one. I'm just, again, a lot of, there's a lot of different possibilities. And let's also mention, and this is one big key that I always say to everybody, you could have teams surprisingly do things week one that they probably won't do for the rest of the season. Why? Because the NFL season every year, notorious, everybody comes out of the gate somewhat sluggish. True. So we have that Prescott coming off of what? Dislocated ankle, broken ankle, shoulder problem. And you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bringing back all 22 starters? All 22 starters. Something has never been done. Tampa Bay is doing stuff that has not been done, and you finna send that Prescott and the Cowboys to Tampa Bay, Florida to play that team to open up the NFL season. Listen, the, un- the unfortunate thing is, is I didn't write that schedule. And uh, as much as I would love to see a lot of hack, smash, and death uh, to the uh, Dallas Cowboys, they-, they may have actually just served that up to a platter for me. Bro, if they make it out of Raymond James without three injuries, Dallas will be fine this year. But I predict that one of the tackles is going to go down, that Dak is going to get injured, and Watch out for Mr. Smith. I think he's going to try to run over Leonard Fournette, and he's going to end up getting ran over. Now, I'm not a psychic, but call me now for your free reading. When was the last time the Dallas Cowboys opened their opener against the defending champions? Because I could tell you. It was a while ago. I could tell you that. that I don't think that ended well, did it? <laughs> I don't think that ended well. Wasn't I? Wasn't no. that, wasn't that? Believe it or not, the uh, the Giants Dallas opener the, one of the years after the Giants had won the Super Bowl. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, how'd that happen? How'd that go? Yeah, I, I, it didn't go well. Hmm. So they it, set the they set the Dallas Cowboys up for failure. But I mean, it is what it is. I don't want to say they said the devil in terms they said devil but you but we know how this is. It's America's team. America's team gotta be on prime time. And I you have to say week one, who was led by Tom Brady. I hate to say it, I wouldn't want them on week one. Okay, two funny stats. Dak Prescott has never beaten Tom Brady. Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys. Defense, Tampa, number one. 
Defense, Dallas, 26. Um, Hornet Jones, I would take over Zeke right now. And the only advantage that Dallas has over Tampa, well, no, because the wide receiver position, you I take mean, I call it, I call it even. Yeah. I call it even. I call it even. Well, I, I don't because, okay, you got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, the dynamic duo, and you got Antonio Brown as the number three. Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. I'm sorry. I'm taking Tampa's receivers over. I love C.D., but I'm taking Tampa's receiver over Dallas. Sorry. I, I Only advantage you have is that running back. I, I call it even because I don't know what I don't know what type of Antonio Brown y'all get. I really don't. You're getting a monster, bro. I drafted him with the 66th pick because it fits because he's a demon. 66. That's damn. <laughs> okay, guys. Guys, think think about this. Think about this. He was mostly used during the second half of the season. He was acclimated and used properly. You have an off-season training camp and rapport with Tom Brady now, and you're the number three. You're not going to see the number one or number two corners. He's oh, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. By the way, by the way, I, look, I forgot. Oh, forgive me, I forgot. OJ Howe is coming back. Oh, let's not even mention the tight end room. Gronk, Bray, <laughs> OJ, goodness. Tanner, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> oh, Lord. I look like I just said I'm gone and poof he disappears. <laughs> I love Alex. He's awesome. Um Yeah. So the college games are uh, going crazy. I believe West Virginia is winning by one point. It's a little weird watching college game day on uh on ESPN plus. I give it that. It's a little uh little rough. All right, let me see what else I had here. NFL, and then uh, we could probably wrap this thing up a little bit. Oh, here is the uh, a lovely little uh, tidbit. We wanted to talk a little bit of uh, fantasy football, which we kind of threw in there a little bit. Oh, yeah. Our draft is tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, Alice Fleming. Alex Bearman, Ricky, myself, and a host of others. Uh, it goes down tomorrow, 5 p.m. All right. I lost the actual article. Give me a second here. Not prepared. It's going to be interesting who get the first pick. I'm interested in seeing who's going to get the first pick. Um, God, where did it go? I lost the article. How you lost? How you lose the article? Man? Because I have it on my phone, and I have to scroll in order to get all the articles. It was actually the uh, the top guys that have been top fantasy for the um, for the year. I'll just go with the male Alvin up. Alvin Kamara's up there. Uh, let's see, Devontae Adams is up there. Patrick Mahomes is up there. Thomas Who Edward Brady's going to be up there. Yeah. Travis yeah, Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is up there. I mean, I have a Camaro, the reason why I didn't win last year. Well, I have Dalvin Cook on my on my one team. Because speaking of Minnesota, that's the reason why they played Minnesota. And they, forget, they forgot how to stop the run all of a sudden. That man scored six touchdowns. Six. 
No, I'm glad to have him on my team with uh, Mr. Uh, Russell Wilson. Cannot yeah. believe that. Okay, so we'll run, I'm going to run with this question here. I'll give you the the running backs you pick in order. Okay, now this is we're, this is not these are just three random running backs. Okay, so if you had your choice, this is your pick for running back. Do you go Zeke Elliott? Do you go Derrick Henry, or do you go Alvin Kamara? Hmm. Okay, everybody believes Zeke Elliott's going to have a bounce back year because he slumped down a bit, got a little more stout. King Henry, the name says itself, King Henry. I mean, and then I just mentioned that. The reason why I lost the championship game was because of Al Kamara because he went off on the Minnesota Vikings defense. I want to go Alvin Kamara because Sean Payton made – between Al Kamara and King Henry, they're going to get the ball. They's going to get the ball. Tennessee likes to run the ball first and do what they do. Sean Payton, he loves putting his running back in the best position to make a play, whether it was running the ball or catching the ball out the backfield. Okay, so we look at Zick Elliott as in, yeah, we'll see. So Zick Elliott would be three. I'll put King Henry at two and Al Kamara at one. Welcome to uh, Mr. Uh, Cade McDonald. Thanks for popping in on the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, he does say, how about them Cowboys and go Cam or Henry, Cowboys fan, and I can tell you that. We got another boys fan watching the show. Good job, dude. So so when, uh, let's see, when September 11 gets here, after the Bucks did what they do to the Cowboys, I want to see you in our chat again, sir. Throwing that out. We will be back on again Tuesday night at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Luckily, I put the uh, hashtags on everything. And then it'll be upload audio after this. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let me see if we get one more, one more quick pick in here. Because this was part of a mailbag thing that they wanted. Would you do this trade? Here's the question. Juju Smith-Schuster and David Montgomery for Derrick Henry. Juju and who else? David Montgomery running back for the... Uh, Juju the and Derrick for King Henry. Yes. That solidifies one running back for me. I can go find me another receiver. Yeah. So that's our part of our uh, little fantasy segment for the week. I'm just saying. If somebody's stupid enough to trade Derrick Henry, I'm taking that. There's just certain players you don't trade. Derrick Henry is one of them. Cam will get the ball more this year. I stay away from Juju until late in the draft because not sold on him as of late. I don't even know where he went in, in any of the drafts so far because, uh, like, I, 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 I auto-drafted mine. And I still got a slamming team. The only thing I don't have is a backup quarterback yet, so I might uh, have to figure that one out. Although I heard uh, Carson Wentz was still out on my uh, free agent pool. 
Your buddy ain't all that drafting tomorrow. I can tell you that. So, all right. So, Dude, I might, I might go live tomorrow. That's so people can see the draft. I might do that. I'm thinking about it. So, Bryce Young for today is 19 to 27, 201, and three scores. As Alabama is a big on the uh, U. Louisiana Tech is up 21-14 with Mississippi State. This is getting interesting. So we got we got, got a lot of college football going on. Louisiana and Texas still in the 7-3 battle. West Virginia up one at Maryland going into the second half. Alabama, Miami. They get they just kicking off on the second half. Alabama up big. And you still got more games tonight. Number five, Georgia. Taking on number three, Clemson, down in Charlotte, North Carolina. All right. So uh, that's it for the uh, show today. Thank you to everybody that has tuned in, commented. If you like what you see, subscribe, like, share, follow, retweet, because we're on Twitter. Uh, we will be back Tuesday night, 8 o'clock or 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, covering... Thursday night football, our first picks for the season. And uh, we'll have a little bit of a uh, preview or prediction preview of what we're going to have uh, from our staff on how the season will go, our NFL predictions. So uh, tune in then. Uh, thanks to Alex who popped in, uh, both of them, uh, Bearman and Mr. Fleming. Uh, Tuesday night should be really interesting, D. Unfortunately, I won't be around. Yeah, you could just be in the comment section. Uh, if I can make it in the comment section. So, till then, we'll catch you guys. It don't matter. Y'all know who I'm picking. Yeah, we know who you're picking. But uh, thanks to everybody. We'll catch you guys later. And, uh, yeah. Hey, did you like that show? Like, share, follow, subscribe. Share out our shows to all of your social media. Need merchandise? Check out paintrainpipebomb.threadless.com for quality merchandise at great prices. Tune in next time for another edition of Arch Rivals Football, and we'll catch you on the flip side.